Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good afternoon, everyone. It is Friday, February the 25th, 2022. It is currently 12.45 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the empty sanctuary of Victory Baptist Church, located right here in the middle of nowhere, Texas. Now, I cannot speak for you, but as for me, I am having a very difficult time and knowing what to do. I am struggling greatly with how to proceed each and every day, because as all of us know, Russia has invaded Ukraine and they are continuing to advance within the country. People are dying. Uh, there is destruction. It, it is, I've been watching hours and hours and hours of the news coverage and every hour I become more emotional. I become more upset. I become more bothered, but I'm also left with this feeling. What do I do? Do I, do I turn off the news and just go on with my everyday life? Do I just, you know, I just get up and like, okay, well, I'm going to watch a movie or I'm going to listen to music or I'm going to go grab something from the fast food restaurant or, or you know what I'll do? I'll pack up and go out to the church and turn on the microphone and we'll just do podcasts about whatever. Uh, let's, we'll read a little bit from uh, the imitation of Christ and we'll, we'll, we'll finish our study on doctrine. And then, and then we'll, oh, we've got the Bible study exercise. Let's just, let's just carry on as business as usual. I can't, seem to bring myself to do that because I feel like I'm sitting here in the middle of nowhere, Texas. I'm safe. I'm secure. I've had lunch. I've got water right here. Everything's wonderful. I've got heat. Everything's great for me. Everything's wonderful for me. But I know as I'm speaking right now in Ukraine, things are not great. People are trying to flee the country. Uh, women and children are leaving while the men have been told to stay and fight. Uh, automatic weapons or, or weapons. I, I don't know what type of weapons I should say. So let me let me uh, rephrase that. Weapons have been handed out to civilians and uh, telling them you've got to defend our country. It's just every news report, every every video that I have witnessed and, and or watched and everything I've witnessed from my television screen has been horrifying. It's been horrible. So how can I just tell myself, you know what, let's, let's just move forward. Well, yes, we definitely have other things to do. Yes, there's other things we need to talk about. But I, I just felt like I couldn't just show up here today and turn on the microphone and just act like, everything's okay. I went on my way here. I was going from different talk shows and a lot of them just talking about this and that almost as if what was going on in Ukraine is not even happening. And I keep looking, I keep looking on a regular and consistent basis at what, what all of the other Christian podcasters are doing and what other, and, and just so much of it is just ignoring what's going on in Ukraine. Now, yesterday, I did a an hour plus study talking about the the uh, war, the reality of war, the causes of war, and hope in the midst of war. And and I and I hope that was beneficial, and hopefully that was helpful. What I want to do today is just really challenge us, maybe to real for some things that maybe we can do, and some things we should be concerned about as it relates to what's going on in the Ukraine right now. I just I just feel like there's. I just feel like there's just no way 
I can ignore it. So I'm I'm gonna I've written down a couple. I've just got really three things that I want to talk about. Just to get I I'm, I'm going to be here for a number of hours doing live broadcast today. But I thought I would just start my day of live broadcasting by just taking a little bit of time just to challenge you. And maybe you can challenge people in your church or your Sunday school class or or your small group, whatever you're a part of. Maybe other Christians you know on social media. Maybe just to to think about the situation in Ukraine with a couple of these points in mind. Here's the first one I want us to consider. As Christians, we have to constantly be reminded to see beyond ourselves. Sometimes as Christians, all we see is our problems, our issues, our concerns, but there are people outside of our little, our little bubble. There are people around us who are suffering and who have physical needs, spiritual needs. And sometimes it seems that whenever we look, we don't see, we don't, we don't see anything beyond ourselves. All we seem to see is ourself and our concerns and our needs. And I'm not, look, I understand why that happens. I mean, you, in some ways you have to try to function in a way where you, you take care of your issues. But as Christians, we need to have a somewhat of a, of a different mindset, a different perspective. And, and, and let me, uh, there's, a, there's a famous quote, and, I, and I, I just think this, this is very important that we, we consider this, all right? I think, I, think it's, I think it's something that we need to consider and something that we need to think about because I think we have a tendency to overlook this. I, I think we have a tendency to not think this way. So let, let, me, let me see if I can find the quote because I think it's very important um, because we, we have this... We have this mindset that just seems to cause us to only see ourselves, and and I wish that we didn't. Uh, I, do, I wish we didn't do that. We need to have a think of it this way. We need, as Christians, to have a global Christian perspective. We need to have a global Christian perspective, and I know that's hard to do. Uh, there, here's the quote from John R. W. Stott: We must be global Christians with a global vision vision, because our God is a global God. We must be global Christians with a global vision because our God is a global God. And and this is what someone said about that quote. Uh, Theologian John R.W. Stott used to say, we must be global Christians with a global vision because our God is a global God. Because God is the king of the universe, every dimension of the universe falls within his care and compassion. He loves Ukrainians just as much as he loves Americans and Russians just as much as he loves Ukrainians. We need to have a global perspective. And sometimes we can just become so, our, our vision just narrows into our little sphere, our little bubble. And there are people right now in harm's way, there's people right now suffering. So please try to see beyond yourself. I, I, I just, I wrote down this scripture reference because I think it's important. Luke chapter 10, you probably, as soon as I say that, you know what story I'm going to go to. Luke chapter 10, but it just, I'm not saying it's perfectly applicable here, but I think it, there's, there's some lessons here. Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10, starting in verse 25. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, tempted him saying, Master, 
what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Now, we already know there's obviously the problem because the person believes there's something they can do to inherit eternal life, but okay. Verse 26, and he said unto him, what is written in the law? How readest thou? And he answered saying, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy strength, and with all thy mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. And he said unto him, thou hast answered right. This do, and thou shalt live. But he willing to justify himself said unto Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Now, remember, this is very important whenever we read stories like this. Jesus wants us to be confronted with the fact that we do not live up to these commandments. These commandments condemn us. These commandments, if you seek to inherit eternal life by doing these things, love the Lord that God with all your heart, mind, body, and soul, love your neighbor as yourself, you're going to find yourself every single day realizing you're not going to have eternal life because we fall short. They condemn us and we realize there's only one way that we can ever, in a sense, obey these commandments, and that is we obey the commandments if we are in Christ Jesus, because Christ Jesus does does love the Father correctly, does love the neighbor correctly. So in Christ, his righteousness and his, his obedience is imputed to me. So we can't do this in order to be saved because we will never do it correctly. It, this condemns us. This person, so Jesus is like, okay, you want to know what to do? Keep this, keep the law. And the, 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 uh, he's like, okay. And so then, but he wants to justify himself. He, he realizes, well, wait a minute. Maybe I haven't, maybe I haven't loved my neighbor as thyself. So he, to justify himself, he said unto Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Who is my neighbor? And Jesus answered, said, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance, there came a certain priest that way. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise, a Levite, when he was at the uh, place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion on him. Sometimes we hear and see of the suffering in the world and in a roundabout way. We just pass to the other side. We just pass right on by and we just carry on. We just, like I could have just driven here today to the church and said, you know what? I'm not going to deal with the Ukraine, Russia, Russia, Ukraine situation. I'm just going to ignore it. I'm just going to press on because we've got other things to study. We got other things that people want to hear. We got other things that people are interested in. They want me to, to study this and look at this. Let's just press on. But I can't just walk on by. Sometimes we have to stop and literally have compassion on those in need. There, there, there's there's a, a place for actually having compassion for people beyond your little scope, your little bubble, your little world. There are people right now in Ukraine who are suffering, people trying to flee, people dying. Have you have any feeling of compassion arisen within you 
Or have you simply spent time on social media putting your theories, your perspectives, your ideas, just I think this, I think this, I think all all of a sudden acting like you're, you know, an expert in geopolitical politics and that you've got it all figured out. You know, this is this. Have you been doing that or have you stopped to literally have any compassion? The Samaritan, he had compassion and he went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine and sent him on, and set him on his own beast and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And on the morrow, when he departed, he took out two pence, gave them to the host and said unto them, take care of him and whatsoever thou spendest more when I come again, I will repay thee. Which now, of, which now of these three thinkest thou was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves? And he said, he that showed mercy on him. Then said Jesus unto him, go and do thou likewise. Go and do thou likewise. Now there's lots of different things we could do with this parable and there's lots of different theological directions we could go. But the basic concept is, what God calls us to do is have compassion and mercy. There, I know the people in Ukraine are very far from where you currently live, most likely, for people listening to me. I know we have people listening to us from around the world. But for most of us who will hear this, you're far away, but you can still show compassion. There are still things we can do. So we need to have a global mindset. We need to be global Christians because we believe in a global God. We don't believe in just an American God. We don't just believe in an Australian God or a Japanese God. It is a global God. He transcends nationality. He's the eternal sovereign God above all, creator of all. Do you have a global mindset? Or have you just kind of, well, yeah, I hear some things are going on in Ukraine. I don't really care. Let me read the quote again. We must be a global, we must be global Christians with a global vision because our God is a global God. That to me is a powerful, powerful reminder of what we need to be reminded of today. But that compassion that global mindset, at the very least, should have caused all of us to stop and to spend some time actually in prayer for the situation in Ukraine. Actual time spent, not just in passing, oh Lord, be with the people in Ukraine, but some serious time. And the scripture that comes to my mind here, I know you, you know which scripture I'm going to go to. First Timothy chapter two, first Timothy chapter two. I'm not, I'm not here giving you anything, you know, revolutionary. I'm not here giving any, any you know, great insight. My job here is just to try to remind us to stop and think about everything happening and try to approach it from a biblical perspective. From a theological perspective, I mean, the whole podcast is called Theology Central because I try to make theology central to anything and everything going on in our world. First Timothy chapter two, verse one, I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all uh, godliness and honesty. 
For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior. It's good and acceptable for us to give prayer for all people, people in authority, people under that authority, for for all people. How much time have you spent since the invasion begun, even if you weren't praying about the situation leading up to it, but once the invasion started, how much time have you spent praying for everyone involved, for the Russians, for the Ukrainians, for the people in charge, for the people in authority, and for the people not in authority, for those in the military, for those not in the military? Some specific ways we can pray. We can pray for the leaders of both countries. We can pray for the leaders of both countries, Russia and Ukraine. We can pray for the leaders of countries all around the world by name. If, you're, if you've been watching any of the, the, the you know, briefings and, 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 and different things happening in, in, in regards to the Ukrainian-Russian situation, if you've been paying any attention to watching the news, write down the names of the people you see on your TV screen. Oh, that person is connected to this country. That person's connected to this country. Pray for all of them by name. Pray for them all by name. Again, I told you yesterday when I was driving here, what was so frustrating is when I turned on Christian radio, there wasn't a theological perspective being given. There wasn't even, it didn't even sound Christian. It was, it went full-blown political and they're blaming Joe Biden and, and, and it was politics, 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 which once again demonstrates why the church has become so weak in 2022. It's so broken and divided because we have sold our soul to politics. We, we now worship at the altar of a political party than we do worshiping the eternal God. We, have, we now see everything from a political perspective instead of a theological and spiritual perspective. We've become so hijacked. But pray for leaders of both countries. A second thing, to pray that God would intervene and bring peace and stop the violence in this situation, beg God, plead with God, please have mercy. Please bring this to an end. Preserve life. Preserve everything. Stop it. Lord, please beg, petition, fast, plead. As Christians, we, we claim to be a pro-life. All right? We, we, we have to. We have to we have to do this. As someone just said in chat, I should be called conviction central. Well, no, no. Look, I want to make this very clear. I want to make this very clear because I'm glad that person should point this out. I am not. Please hear me out. I am not sitting here in any way as some example that I've got this all figured out. Man, I, I have struggled. I have struggled as I've watched all of this that I ensure that I think about this biblical and and political. I'm I'm preaching to me as much as I'm preaching to you, that I'm looking at this from a biblical perspective and not a political perspective. I'm looking at this from a theological perspective. I cut myself off in the middle of of the sentence there. But pray for leaders. And I mean it, as you watch, write, if you don't know the name of the leader, write them down, write them down. Just start writing, okay, who's that? Okay, maybe you're not, just find out their position and write down and pray, pray, pray for them. Pray for wisdom. Pray that that they will help bring uh, this to an end. And then plead God for peace in the situation. And then number three. So bring peace to the situation. So pray for the leaders. 
Pray for peace and, 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 and the violence to stop. And number three, pray for the people, the people of Russia and Ukraine. For the people. Not the, this is not for the leaders. These are for the citizens. And pray that they would experience peace, comfort, and protection. Peace, protection, comfort. You say, well, the peace, there are many people in Russia trying to protest what's going on. They're being arrested. There's people in Russia who have loved ones in the Ukraine. Pray for their peace, their comfort. Because typically the citizens in a country, when the country decides to go get in a war, many times the citizens, they're, they're, they're not involved in that. Pray for peace, comfort, protection for the people of Russia and Ukraine. Pray for the leaders. Pray for peace. Pray for the people that they'll have peace, comfort, protection. Next, pray that we can see God's glory in the midst of this horrible situation. Pray that God would be glorified in this situation. Yes, I want it to end. Yes, I want it to stop. I don't want anyone to die, but I have to remember that God's glory, God's purpose, God's glory, God's will must always be the most important thing. I'm just going to pray that somehow God is glorified in the midst of this horrible situation. I don't know how. I don't understand that. But Lord, be glorified. Be glorified in it. I don't know how, but just be glorified in it. And then lastly, pray that somehow in the midst of this, that the gospel can be spread and that people will be saved. Pray that this brings open opportunities for the gospel, for people to, to turn from themselves to something greater than themselves, that they will think about, consider God, salvation, eternity. Look, when, 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 the world, when, when the temporal world around you is exploding, when the temporal world around you is crumbling, when the temporal world around you is on fire, that many, in many cases, that will turn people to something beyond the temporal, to something eternal, to something spiritual. Sometimes when everything is crumbling and burning and exploding and, and, and you don't know what's going to happen to you, at that moment, you may become very, 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 very open to the gospel. Pray that God will open hearts and God, and obviously salvation is a work of God, but God, hopefully God will work through the situation to bring many to himself. Pray for the leaders. Pray that God would intervene and there would be peace. Pray for the people that they would experience, of both Russia and Ukraine, they would experience comfort, protection. And when you're praying for the leaders, pray for the leaders of all, of every country that you, I don't, Russia, Ukraine, everyone, especially pray for the, the president of Ukraine right now. I, I watched a video just a little while ago that he think this may be the last video he ever makes and, and that, you know, he could, he's not leaving Ukraine and he's, and there's discussion that Russia is out searching for them now and, he, and that the president's going to be killed. It's a horrible situation. getting notifications. All right. Pray for the leaders. Pray that God would intervene and bring peace to the situation. Pray for the, the people. Pray for the people. Comfort, peace, protection. Ask God to be glorified in it. 
I ask that, that somehow God will be glorified in it. I, I, I don't understand, but pray, pray that it will happen. And then ask and pray for that this will lead for the gospel to be spread and people will, will turn their eyes from the temporal to that which is eternal. They'll turn their eyes from the temporal to that which is spiritual. All right, so we need to be global Christians. Global. I, I will say this to Americans. Americans, we, we sometimes we're more American Christians than we're global Christians. We see everything from an American perspective. We need to see it from a global perspective. We need prayer. First Timothy 2. Global Christians, remember Luke 10, 25 through 37. And then a third thing, a third thing. We need to understand this importance of the scriptures in the midst of this situation. And I mean this in this way. The people in the midst of this situation, the people who are right in the middle of it right now, they need the scriptures. They need the word of God. And it makes me think of a, of a scripture song that we sing here in this church. We don't sing it all the time. We used to sing it more frequently. I think we're going to, I think I'm going to make sure we sing it uh, this coming Sunday. But Psalm chapter 19. Psalm chapter 19, such a powerful section of scripture. Psalm chapter 19, the first part of Psalm chapter 19 is God revealing himself through creation. This is the general revelation of God. Uh, Psalm chapter 19, verses one through six, that's God's general revelation, all right? Then verses seven and following, this is uh, God's special revelation in the word of God. And this is why the people right now in Ukraine, the people in the midst of this, this is why they need the word of God, because this is what God's word does. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandments of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgment of the Lord is true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than the honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. Think of all the things God's word does. It converts the soul. It makes wise the simple. It rejoices the heart. It enlightens the eyes. God's word endures forever. When in the midst of chaos, when everything's exploding around you and you don't know what's happening, you don't know what to do, you don't know where to go, you don't even know if you're going to be alive, you know, 24 hours later, people need the comfort that comes from God's word. And it seems that there is a absolute crazy desire right now in Ukraine for the word of God. Here is a story that was just published uh, yesterday. All right, here we go. The Ukrainian church, I quote, this is what the Ukrainian church saying. We need more Bibles. As Eastern Europe goes to war, scripture is in great demand. On uh, recent Sunday mornings in Ukraine, whispered reports have run through the churches. The soldiers on the Eastern border have portable rocket launchers. All right, uh, a, a boy was shot in the leg. They, they say he will never walk again. Uh, so some questions go unspoken. Will we be here again next week? This is what people in the church, 
people in the church, this is what they're talking about in Ukraine. So did you hear about this? Did you hear about, will we even be here? You know, they're, they're, in other words, they're all worried about everything happening. They're worried about everything going on. That's what the people in the Ukrainian church is talking about right now. Yesterday, those whispers became cries as a series of missiles hit. Once the missiles started dropping, then it went from, uh, you know, whispers to cries. Like, what are we going to do? Panic, fear. Now, listen, the invasion puts the Ukrainian church at the heart of the conflict. As Christian leaders contend with people's despair and uncertainty, they're standing united and strong, and they're helping Ukrainians find hope in God's word. As the head of the American Bible Society, I've been close and close contact with my friend and counterpart who serves as the Deputy General Secretary of the Ukrainian Bible Society. Over the past few months, he has shared reports that are hard to read. Mothers wailing for their sons outside the hospitals, children who won't remember their father's faces, thousands of people feeling hopeless and afraid. But this individual who serves as the general secretary of the Ukrainian Bible Society has noted something else too. Church leaders working together for peace and people seeking out the hope of scripture. All right, this is important. As people grapple with with the unknown, many are experiencing the Bible's message for the first time ever. Now, this is so important. Over the past few weeks, people have been flocking to the Bible Society store to buy Bibles. Demand is so high right now in Ukraine that they're running out of copies. Now, that's a good thing, all right? That's a good thing, but people, that people need the Bible. It's horrible what's leading to it, but the people need the word of God. Now, I don't know right now. I'm gonna look and see if there's any Groups that obviously we trust will actually get Bibles into the hands of people. I don't. I mean, right now in the middle of invasion, trying to get Bibles sent to the Ukraine. I mean, I don't think that's going to be super helpful. But as people flee, now this is very important. As people flee Ukraine, and they end up in maybe you know different situations where there's there's all of these refuge ref, all of these refugees maybe in a an encampment. If there's a way to get Bibles to them, then we need to look for those ways and see what we can do and how we can support it. And we will look. But if the people are starving for God's word, looking for it, looking for hope, looking for comfort, pray that God will get the scriptures to them. Again, we take it for granted. Here I am, you know, middle of nowhere, Texas, Friday afternoon, just sitting here. Nothing's great. Nothing to worry about. Everything's great. I got Bibles all over the place. There's Bibles everywhere in this church. There's Bibles everywhere. There's Bibles at the front table, Bibles back here. I don't even know how many Bibles are here in the back table. I got three or four just sitting right here next to me. There's Bibles in the church library. There's Bibles everywhere. We got Bibles. We got them everywhere. Now, what's sad is sometimes people don't care what's in the Bible until the world around them begins to catch on fire and crumble. And then everybody goes running to God's word. But we can sit there and condemn and judge. How about just be grateful that they're seeking comfort in God's word and hope that that comfort will let them be confronted with their sin and, the, and the, that their only hope is in Christ, as I pointed out yesterday. 
Their only hope is in Christ because even if all of their problems get fixed, even if Russia just just miraculously stops in the next five minutes and everybody goes back to Russia and everything goes right back to normal in Ukraine, listen, that they still need Christ. They still need the word of God. I've said it before that we the only chance we ever find true peace is in Christ. We don't find true peace in the 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 ending of our negative circumstances. But pray that as these people are seeking scripture, they will find it. That whatever organizations that are there, they will help them find it. All right. And they um let me see here if there's anything else they say. It says, our brothers and sisters in Ukraine need Bibles for people searching for comfort in troubled times. They need trauma healing resources to provide the balm of scripture and they need us to intercede for them. I ask you in the name of Jesus Christ, whoever can pray, please pray. Keep us in your prayers, said a local pastor there in Ukraine. Today, the war started in our land. We ask everyone who's able to pray, please pray for us. Pray for Ukraine. Pray that our lives are spared as well as our bodies and souls. there may be very little we can do. Pray, pray, pray today, pray. So this is what I just, I'll just, uh, I know my words are really, look, there's no power in what I'm saying. There's really nothing insightful in what I'm saying. I'm just pleading with you today. Have a global Christian world view. See beyond America. See beyond your little town. See beyond your, your issues and your problems. Remember Luke 10, 25 to 37. See the person suffering and have compassion and have mercy upon them. Pray. First Timothy 2, pray for all men. Pray for the leaders. Pray for the people. Pray for God's glory and pray that the gospel that this will open opportunities for people to hear the gospel. Pray that they will find the scriptures and just understand the importance of the scriptures. Understand the importance of the scriptures. But this, I guess I'll just end with this. Let's not forget that as we see a physical war, a physical war unfold before our eyes, we see a physical invasion of Russia into Ukraine. As we see physical bombs and if you've been watching the news coverage, you, you, can, you can see the missiles. You can see the explosions. You, as you watch what, you know, physical war looks like and physical military equipment being used, let's not forget that there is a spiritual war that is taking place. There is a spiritual war taking place. And that spiritual war is the one we, can, we have to be involved in and realize Ephesians chapter six, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, put on the whole armor of God that you are, you, you, may, you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. We've got to, we've got to realize that this is a spiritual war and pray, engage in this spiritual war through prayer. Engage in the spiritual war by focusing on where you are spiritual, spiritually. Focus on what you can do for the kingdom of God. Remember, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're spiritual and they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. We've got to, we've got to see the spiritual war in the midst of all of this. So a global vision. Pray. Pray. 
Understand the importance of scripture right now for the people in Russia, the people in Ukraine, for everyone. I mean, for us. And just don't forget that there's a spiritual war going on. Just some thoughts on this Friday afternoon because I felt like it was absolutely wrong for me to walk into this church and just ignore everything's going on. Look, I know other other podcasters and ministries. I mean, I, I keep looking at all the the apps that I have and looking at, you know, all the new sermons being dropped. I, I keep looking, you know, all of the new sermons that are being dropped and, you know, very, I mean, I'll, I'll look just right now, I'll just look on uh, Sermon Audio, all the new sermons that are being dropped. You see, we got Psalm 46, Serve the Spirit, Joel, the outpouring of the Spirit for today, uh, um, Married to Christ, the Lord, our intercessor, the Lord, our keeper, um, the special blessings that flow out of, the, out of the Lord's Supper, people who have no hope except Christ saves them, babies and belief, re- resistible grace, uh, gospel appreciation, slaves of God, entering at the narrow gate, the shadow of the Almighty. I mean, I, I, you, can, you can look at all the sermons right now on, on the Sermon Audio app. You can see what, what new things are being dropped. And it's just very little is being said about the current situation. Now, I have a feeling that on Sunday, a lot of pastors will address it. If I, if I go to the, I'm just, I'm just curious now, since I mentioned it, I, I did the same thing yesterday. I'm going to go to the Edify Christian Podcast app really quick. I'm going to look at all of my subscriptions just to show you what, what are people talking about today. Here we go. I'm going to do a refresh. Okay, we got uh, another, I, I mentioned this one yesterday. They're continuing their series, uh, this podcast on the 10 plagues, the fifth plague, diseased livestock. In other words, they, they, they were doing that yesterday. They're doing that again today. They didn't even bother to interrupt their current series to go, maybe we should address this. Uh, should Christians observe Lent? Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, so a country is being invaded, but we need to focus on should we uh, observe Lent today? A gospel leadership, do it yourself, uh, you see, knowing God's will and hearing his voice when darkness is called light and light, darkness, part two of two, the church in Babylon. I mean, there's nothing here. There's nothing here at all about the current situation. Um, the God who makes alive, uh, worth it, part two. Uh, when it comes to biblical parenting, be hands-on. I mean, that these, like, nobody can even interrupt their podcast to go, hey, guys, I don't know if you realize what's going on right now, but... An invasion just took place, and this could be, you know, there's there's concern this could be World War III. But hey, let's just continue on with our podcast series because nothing should interrupt our schedule. Nothing. Hey, let's let's put out sermons today, but let's not even bother to address the situation. It just, I mean, I guess everyone's going to do what they need to do, and that's perfectly okay. I just, I'm having a hard time. I'm having a hard time doing anything else. So. I wanted to address it, and then we'll spend the next couple of hours trying to do some of the other things that we need to do. But uh, yes, have compassion and mercy. Pray and just remember some of these lessons, all right? Uh, thank you, Twyla, for participating. And uh, she said that she meant it in a good way when she called it conviction central. No, I definitely understood it as a good in a good way. I just didn't want anyone to feel that I'm sitting here simply trying to issue out conviction on everyone else and not realize that I'm I'm convicted by my own heart attitude sometimes about the suffering of other people. So um, yeah, I definitely understood it that way. And uh, there you go. So. I don't know what else to say. Once again, I just feel hopeless. I feel hopeless and helpless in this situation is what I feel. I just feel like I was talking about this before I left to drive here. I was like, I just don't know what to do. I I, I want to do live broadcast today. I want to 
do everything I can, minister, doctrine, theology, you know, our, all of our typical hours of trying to minister to people any way we can, good, bad, ugly, whether I'm successful or whether I fail, I at least put the effort out every day to do as much as I can. But I just feel like as I was driving here, what do I do? Oh, what? What do I do? And then I look around and it's like, well, nobody else is talking about it. So then I'm like, am I just being, am I being dumb? Am I, am I, am I, am I being dumb? Um, and Diane just said prayers for Ukraine and all involved. Uh, yes, definitely. I, I, I just, I, I feel like, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to exaggerate the situation. I don't want to use any hyperbole to say, you know, this is the end of the world. Kind of, I don't want to do that. But I just, I don't know. I, I just, I just don't know. I just, I just feel like that this is, I mean, there, there's, I know there's, there's always so much suffering going on in the world that obviously we can't every day just, you know, we have to function, but when I just feel this is such a historical proportion, historical significance that it should cause us to stop. Uh, so uh, I, okay, good. Someone just said, uh, it's been, uh, hard to focus on anything else. Okay, good. Well, it has been. So I, I've just felt like we had to talk about it. So uh, I will, I will proceed. I will proceed and move forward. I'm getting a phone call now. So um, I'm going to go answer that. All right. Everyone have a great day. God bless.